0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 164, and it's me, Matt Whitmore, and Keris Marsden. No surprises there. Hello, Keris.
1: Hello, Matt.
0: How are you? Good. So it's been a while. It's
1: been a while. Yeah, apologies, guys. Sorry. I'm, I'm just going to blame you. Yeah, it's Matt's yeah just
0: blame me. I don't mind. I'll just go along with it. Yeah. All my fault. Sorry, people.
1: (laughs) It's funny because we've had a couple of months, haven't we, where either I'll be ready. I'm like, yeah, I've got time in the schedule this week. And you're like, I'm really busy. Yeah. Or then you're free. And then I'm like, no, 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 I'm busy. Yeah. And then we did spend one day recording for about four hours and we deleted four hours worth of podcasts, didn't we?
0: It just wasn't meant to be.
1: It had four, like, we literally did a whole episode and went, no, delete it.
0: Yeah. Can't remember why now, though. No, I can't. We have these.
1: We get a gut feeling, don't we? We look at each other and go, not feeling it.
0: Well, we go off on tangents. I know. That's the funny thing, right? Like, we're going we, to do a podcast we, all about hormones, yeah. and then we'll be
1: talking about breakfast for like we, two hours or something.
0: But you know, and, and I don't know. I think I'm I'm quite guilty of going off on a tangent. But um, I'm easily
1: led. Yeah, <laughs> and then
0: you like almost forget what we said we were going to talk about. We're almost better not, not saying not what committing. we're going to talking about. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: like, and then and then just it, it just goes where it goes. Yeah you know what I mean yeah
1: because
0: you know we, we've decided what we're going to talk about today but I'm almost reluctant to say
1: yeah I mean we shouldn't say yeah
0: and then you know if we do end up talking about it happy days it's a
1: bonus
0: if we don't it is what it is no one's left hanging we've like oh you spent two minutes on the subject you said you were going to talk about yeah and- I,
1: tuned, I tuned in especially <laughs> <laughs> to be fair you could learn something in two minutes probably it, you?
0: I suppose it's hard though isn't it because you want to give the episode a title and a description rather than like, you know.
1: Bits and bobs. Yeah,
0: random waffle.
1: Yeah, (laughs)
0: Episode 164, random waffle.
1: (laughs) But you know, I I do think it's, it's interesting, because that can be a way that you learn a lot of information. I've done like a few courses where there have been like, two teachers discussing things. Mm. And they go off on tangents, but it's because they might be discussing. So for example, if it's like nutrition stuff, they're discussing a case, and they've got different perspectives. And I'm kind of enjoying it. It's actually sometimes more engaging that there's a bit of back and forth and there's two people, yeah. whereas with one person you can find, even if it's useful stuff, your brain starts to zone out a little bit because it's a, it's a yeah. monologue, you know? Yeah, so, of course.
0: But I suppose like... a can...
1: dialogue if it's... This. So maybe it's just helpful if we... I think in lockdown, everyone's just enjoying conversation, if we're honest anyway, aren't we?
0: Well, I must say, like the a lot of the, you know, we've... Had, some really positive feedback on the podcast, which is which is brilliant. Thank you very much, everyone who's taken the time. And one of the things that has been mentioned a lot is how people have been enjoying the more conversational podcasts. Yes. And it's great because I think we enjoy them more when they are just a bit more, I don't know, just seem a bit more chill. Do you know what I mean? That's how I like You
1: definitely do. You don't like do. it if we go technical, do you? Not too, you don't not like too geeky. It. You don't like it in life when I get a bit... Geeky and technical, mm. do you, generally? <laughs> yeah, true.
0: It's true. So I like this. This style suits me. I like this.
1: We were talking, weren't we, about your nan, bless her. She's 91. 91. She's been in hospital. So this is why there's been a bit of, I suppose, a break in the podcast. You've been up there helping her come home from hospital, set up the house. Yeah. She now needs extra support, but...
0: She's got a funky bed in the living room now. But you've all seen... The, like, all the mod cons.
1: But you've seen, like, a massive shift in her personality, and and I was trying to help you like, understand that. And I was saying, well, essentially what's happened is the pro- it's like her different areas of her brain aren't working like as they should. And I kind of went a little bit neuroscience Only because I used to do some nutrition stuff with a neuroscientist who said when it was corporate nutrition. So he was always trying to get you to look at behavior, workplace behaviors right. from a neuroscientist perspective. And so like in the meeting room when it's like when you're kind of trying to push your point. You've got like your primal lizard brain kind of butting in type thing, yeah. And I was saying the same thing to your nan because she was being a bit rude to a carer one day, and I was like, "This is more about fear and anxiety dominating, yeah. so she's lashing out on almost like protection." Yeah. And then I was like, "Why am I doing this now? Like, you just want to tell me that your nan, you know, is having a hard time." You know, so I shut up in the end. Yeah. Like, just I'm <laughs> still yeah. trying to analyse <laughs> what it is. Is it?
0: <laughs> you get your lizard brains, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're a really. <mammalian> brains. <laughs> But it, it, it's an interesting experiment because it's not the person. Your nan isn't the person that she's she is. Do you know, what you're seeing like the, the the negative bias, the worst in her mm. come out because she's scared because there's been disruption to her lifestyle. She's got to come home. There's people in her home, and it must be really frightening. And one thing that I've said to you is, I don't understand with the elderly why there isn't more um, administration of like antidepressants mm. and even medications that help just kind of with anxiety. Yeah. That would help them have a better quality of life at this stage. There's so much kind of oh, your blood pressure's up, have this medication. Mm. You've got bladder issues, have this. But no one's ever going. But there's a panic now because she's struggling to do the basic things that we need to do, like you know go and get some food or go to the loo and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And you wonder, like I don't know. I see them given out so readily available to young people when they go for anxiety, but the elderly not so much. And looking back, I was thinking I'm sure my grand could have done with some when my granddad passed away actually and. It might have helped her a little bit. She really lacked serotonin, like it proper. Like you could just see there was yeah. nothing in it. Like
0: it's interesting, isn't it? Because like you just then just just I just kind of like went. I went way back. You know what I mean? Like I mean because you know we've mentioned this before. Like I've I've always had a very close relationship with with my grandparents. You know, and unfortunately my granddad passed away uh, some years ago now. You know, and I've always remained very close to my to my nan, as you know, and we often have these conversations about I suppose like people's personality traits where people's heads are at. And, and we even talk about it, you know, on a personal level, how, you know, we think that we might fit a certain description when it comes to our personality and how we, how we act in certain scenarios and situations. But we also talk about how you can change if you like. And, and, how you do handle situations and how you respond to I suppose life in in a way you does change like through the course of your life and it might kind of like go back and forth and and I think like what I've kind of seen with my nan not to kind of like feel like I'm not really making any sense just yet
1: we're, but, we're, wait,
0: we're waiting it's coming yeah oh, 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 here it comes here it comes um, <laughs> are you ready it's all gonna make sense in a minute <laughs> um,
1: we're going around the houses with you we're like it has got a point he's got a point it's coming
0: oh so you're like oh it's Matt, he'll get there in the end <laughs> or maybe he won't or <laughs> the suspense um no but like my nan used to be like if you go back to when my granddad was still here my nan super positive an absolute soldier nothing was a problem you know, if you ever like was stressed out about something, my nan would always have a calming, reassuring word to say, you know, if there was an issue, she'd be like, we'll deal with it. We'll handle it. We've got this under control. That's just how my nan was. But then when my granddad passed away, you know, you started to, I I almost saw a different side of my nan, you know, a a woman who was very bitter, very angry, very negative, but, in a way you know like in hindsight you look back and you're like well she's just lost her uh, the love of her life do you know what i mean like yeah, her, her partner of blimey i can't remember how many years they were married and you think well can you blame her really yeah. because i think i would be you know like if if i if i had lost you yeah. you know i probably would feel a bit bitter towards other people that are all happy families yeah, yeah. you know i'd be i'd feel a bit angry about that that i didn't have that anymore i'd feel that like it was unfair but i suppose at the time maybe i wasn't as understanding to that as 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 i could have been but
1: but i suppose it's because it doesn't come out as a sadness it comes out as a as a more of a kind of bitchy anger you know and so therefore it's hard to then have you know kind of i, I suppose an understanding of that we're not interpreting it like we should do i think this is one of the problems yeah. with in the, in this day and age when we look at the issues with things like trolling um online yeah and the attacks that go on online they say so much more about the person doing it mm. than the actual, you know, the post itself. And it's it's becoming quite divisive because I think that one of the things that all of us would benefit from right now is developing an awareness of of how our brains work and our own kind of emotional states and our dominant states and behaviors and understanding what triggers us, what what makes us kind of better people, what makes us worse people. And then thinking about our interactions with others and then not always thinking that everyone else's interaction is a reflection of us. Yeah. So, you know, it's very easy to take everything that someone says to heart and believe that if they didn't like something you did or said something negative or in a bad mood that day, that it's your fault. And in fact, you and I had a really interesting conversation recently about this, didn't we? Oh,
0: which one? I mean...
1: So many. So So
0: many many. interesting conversations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you were having a kind of difficult few days and we've noticed patterns in that we're running a business so we'll have a kind of project element to what we do and you'll just see the two of us like s- step up massively when a project is on the go yeah and there's a finish line and there's a purpose and yeah. it's quite hard being self-employed you're constantly mo- motivating yourself i'm sure now i think people might have a bit of empathy for that having been at home for a year and realize yeah. it does get exhausting trying to go come on don't go to the fridge don't put the telly on, (laughs) do the work. It's boring, but do the work. And this is why I often preferred working in a library or something because I'd be more kind of less distracted. But when we've kind of got a bit more of a deadline to something, like we've got a launch date, we see a complete shift and we get super productive, especially if it's something we're both really enjoying. Yeah. But then both of us have like a downer almost immediately after. Where it's like, we yeah. use so much energy to hit that. And it's, it kind of reminds me of my mom when she would have like a big family do come in and she just starts cooking. for cooking about you know. 20 meals. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but she's on a high with it. Like you see her like thriving, looking forward to this event. And Covered then, in flour. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> a dough hanging off her air and stuff. Like, I'm in the element. Um, and but she's got that you know like real purpose, and then afterwards, she just kind of flops, and it's a mix of exhaustion, but also like you could argue like low mood, kind of not depression, true depression, but low mood. Do you know what I mean? A completely different person to the one that was looking forward to something. And I think yeah. we've noticed a similar thing. But the problem is because you and I have our own kind of personal projects, they don't sync very well. So when I was in the middle of kind of. I've just recently done an online hormone plan, and I was in the middle of writing an ebook, and I was actually really enjoying it, and feeling like okay, I've got a deadline, and sat upstairs writing for hours. And I'd come downstairs, and I would be like, "Well, I've been working hard, so Matt's going to have dinner on," (laughs) (laughs) and you were just rocking on the sofa. (laughs) Rocking back and forth.
0: Got no purpose in life. Crying.
1: (laughs) But no, you were having like some really difficult days and you were like, I'm struggling with motivation. And I remember thinking I've just been writing for hours and hours and then sitting with you. And I was like, I'm always okay. Like, how can I help you? And, and it instantly started coming up with solutions and things like that. And I was just irritating you.
0: You was. <laughs>
1: because, because I was in like upregulated mode. I was like, come on, we could do something about this. I'm really positive. But I was irritating you and I could see that. <laughs>
0: you need a solution-based mindset. <laughs>
1: yeah. Come on. Uh, you said
0: that before. I know, yeah. But i are like, just, just now is not the time. Yeah. Just leave me be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thinking of all the minds where you come on and go, come on, guys, get a solution-based mindset. <laughs> Fuck off.
0: <laughs> There's a time and a place. This is Niva. Clear but off. this
1: happened over about three days and I was like I'm coming down tired and I'm like oh I, you know I need to fix Matt. I need to fix Matt, but now I'm even more tired and then my sleep was getting shocking and anyway I read a post from a school friend and it was a really nice post and it said it was a kind of tribute to a partner who she'd met having gone through like a divorce it's a new partner and she said uh, it's his birthday today I just want to say this guy is amazing because he does not complete me and I, I don't, I think I saw that post for a reason. And she thought yeah. like, I'm happy. I was happy when I met him and I'm happy with him. And it's exactly the same for him. He was happy when, you know, we met. So we're our own individuals and we've got an, an idea of kind of our identity and mm. we can look after ourselves. But equally, we've been through our dark times. So we've also got this kind of resilience and awareness to help one another should we need it. But he also challenges me on so yeah. many of my kind of rigid beliefs. And I was like, gosh, that is what you want, isn't it? Yeah. And I instantly, we had a coffee that morning together and I said, I'm going to stop trying to fix you yeah. and, and kind of annoy you because you've decided to run this business. You've decided that this is your sense of purpose, your, your identity, you know, you kind of, you pin some stuff on that. If it fails, because the other thing I realized was I was taking on board your fear of failure so I was thinking, if this doesn't go to plan, like, shit, we're in trouble. He's going to be really low. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm going to do about that. And I'm going to worry. And I'm going to worry that he's not happy and successful. So I was literally empathising with you so much that I could, you know, which you do with your partner, don't you? So, so I was taking on your fear, yeah. But at the time, I had my own stuff as well. So it was it was kind of too much. But the the post made me realise that I have to let you... Go through this on your own, and yeah. if you fail, you fail, yeah, and I don't expect you to fail, but I think it's a process that you need to go through of course and and I need to let you go through it, whereas I was trying to protect you quite a lot, and I think this must are be we're really... we still doing a
0: podcast are, you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is this, are we having a deeper yeah. meaningful <laughs> way
1: so anyway. <laughs> But but it's relevant because I think parents do this with children. Children do this with parents. I've done it with my parents. You Mm. know, I like stepped in and tried to like micromanage them and tried to protect them and fix everything. And and ultimately I was like, do you know what? I think they need to experience the consequences of their actions. Mm. And I need to let them do that because then maybe they will, you know, grow and develop or maybe they will not. And maybe they will just have to live with those consequences. But i think what i was realizing is the effect it was having on my energy yeah and my capacity and kind of by day three i was like i actually can't do this i can be there for you for sure
0: yeah but interestingly like you know like you said you know i was almost getting irritated with you trying to help me i don't know be- how,
1: how that could possibly happen yeah
0: <laughs> because but i didn't expect you to have the answers i didn't expect you to help me and i almost knew that even though I didn't like where my head was at or how I was feeling, I I was prepared to deal with it. And I knew that I'd come out the other side of it. See what I mean? Yeah. But you kind of like trying to come up with 101 solutions was just almost like, I just need, there's just too much noise going on now. I just need quiet, a bit of me time, go for some walks, process it all myself. And it was it was hard because obviously I knew that you were trying to do what you felt was the right thing to do, which was to help me to come up with answers and help me come up with like solutions and whatever it may be. But sometimes like it's not an instant thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, a, oh, here's a solution to your problem. And you're like, oh, great, fantastic. Let's move on then, shall we? like yeah. Problem solved. Like sometimes these things these I, I don't know what happened there. These things. <laughs> sometimes these things like they take time and there is a process and it's important for you to go through that process on your own rather than someone else necessarily doing it for you I yeah. think yeah, I'm yeah. not saying don't don't seek help don't accept help because you know we're, we're big big fans of that you know it's really important that you talk to people and you know I made it clear to Keris that you know I wasn't in a particularly great frame of mind but then at the same time like it's, it was it was tough because I knew that she was very, very busy and very, very stressed. So I didn't I want to kind I
1: my dinner-cooked one, essentially. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, boys. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll let you down.
1: Get off the sofa. Make my... <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: um, I don't care, but it No, no, but, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is like there is a process uh, to these things. And yeah. it's like expanding on what you said, you know, like I, I saw a, a quote from, I think it was Will Smith a few weeks ago that said that his wife uh he was like you know like pretty much what you just said like you know like i need to be you need to be happy on your own i need to be happy on my own we add to each other's happiness but that other person isn't the sole reason that i'm happy yeah you know like you need need to be happy as an individual first and then that person that you meet you marry whatever adds to your happiness and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but we've had a conversation in the past, like, you know, maybe we'll do a podcast on this and we'll just proper go to town and, and be as open as possible. But it has been a really difficult few years for us, which, yeah, we'll talk about it another time. And that's the reason why like we, we have these conversations and yeah, to the untrained eye, it might seem like everything's always been hunky dory for us. But that's because, you know, well, things have been great. We've, we have got a yeah, great life, yeah. but it doesn't mean we haven't had some shit times and some low times, you know, and and there hasn't been a lot of tears and, and things like that. Um, I've lost my train of thought.
1: We, you were just saying, maybe we'll talk about this at some point because you're talking about Will Smith and... Ah, oh, that was it. Yeah.
0: Well done. Thank you. Um, but I almost, like, I had a conversation with you, didn't I, where I felt like... I felt like I almost wasn't reliant on you as as such, but because you know, I'm an only child, I've always been very, very happy in my own company and things like that. It wasn't like I was just this annoying partner that was always like, you know, where are you going now? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But what I mean is is that there was this massive reliance on you being in my life in terms of having a purpose. And and it, it sounds really, really awful, but do you remember when I said to you like my worry is that if I didn't have you, i.e., you know, heaven forbid, something bad happened, You'd I struggle. To... I, I, I don't know if I would want to be here anymore because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what's the point? What what's the, you know, what's my purpose of being here if you're not here with me? Yeah, yeah do you yeah, see yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah. funny because like a lot of people are probably thinking, well, that's how I feel about my partner because I love them and this, yeah, that, yeah, and the yeah. other. But at the same time, like there should be a reason for being here yeah yeah do, do you Beyond know what I mean?
1: because I had this conversation with some university friends um just on zoom and we were chatting and, and I said you know I suppose because I had health struggles myself and I was kind of waiting for like test results and questioning a lot of stuff and and very quickly deferred a lot of fear to you because I was like, if something's wrong with me, I can probably get my head around it, but then I will just worry like mad for About you me, yeah. yeah, because of knowing. And what was interesting is they said the same thing, like they don't know how they would cope without their partners and they live in fear of something happening to their partners, but they also have children. So it, that they have that and and I said to you that it's different when there's a second purpose and you think about afterlife with Ricky Gervais yeah. where he doesn't have children and it's the dog that tends to keep him alive and yeah. I'm like it's, it would be Amish that probably yeah. keeps the other one going but it makes you feel and realize that you are vulnerable and and I think it makes you also reflect on on your kind of bigger Friendship groups and support networks, and mm. and like you've said, then your kind of true purpose and legacy. So you know, if I don't have this person, what do I have? What reason to yeah. stick around? And 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 you know, kind of, what else do I enjoy in life? I suppose. And you realise you've created a dependency, and it's difficult to see how unhealthy is that. Because my parents are pretty insular, you know, in terms of, but they get on great, and they they love going out in their camper van, and they have their routine, and. You know, at times I tried to encourage them. I was like, could you get more involved in the community? Because mm-hmm. I feared one going will lead to a dependency, you know, and, and possibly like a reliance on me. I'll feel I need to bridge that gap. And I've had friends who've done a similar thing, you know, when they've lost a sibling and stuff. They've tried yeah. to be the whole family again. But it was neither of them wanted to. Do you know what I mean? In the end, I was like, I can't force this process. No. So, you know, I have to just step back and, and leave it as is. But it's a really interesting thing to consider about yourself and it led to a conversation between us where you said I want to enter into another CrossFit competition (laughs) and this was just when you were really busy
0: just to be clear like we didn't go from talking about you dying to to CrossFit
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried that if you pass away what will I be so I'm going to enter a CrossFit competition because
0: uh... (laughs) if I'm CrossFit Games World Champion (laughs) I'll be able to deal with it (laughs) 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 <laughs> You're so busy training, you might even yeah. have to
1: think about it. Um, but it was kind of another conversation we'd had about this where you were super busy and then this competition had come up and you were like, I want to do it. And what's been really interesting is there's been a few competitions in lockdown that you've struggled to do because we haven't got the space when they tell you you've got to mm. measure everything out. And I'm like, Matt, is this a sign? Like, could you just let this go? Yeah, I need,
0: I need a bigger house. That's,
1: <laughs> yeah. just, that's the
0: sign. <laughs> that <would be> that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not meant to be. Yeah. I'm meant to have a garage. Um, and we... talked about this when you were talking about the marathon and I said I worry that you enter these competitions for the wrong reason Mm. and it's because you're still seeking a kind of sense of uh, seeking a bit of status which I totally get and I do things to seek to get status and to feel like I'm you know part of something Yeah, you know I belong to a group and I'm getting acknowledgement and recognition and it can bring out the worst in me as well and lead me to really push myself and you know, and, and I know that comes from kind of conditioning and, and, you know, academic stuff at school and teachers and parents and things like that. And with you, yours is very much kind of in terms of physical achievements. But then we had this really interesting discussion where you were like, but I like doing this. Yeah. I want to do this. And I was like, but you're going to beast yourself on top of other things. Do you need to yes. take that risk? And also, do you not want to, you know, what if you get injured now? Could you deal with the consequences? You know, mm. and and you were really fighting back, going, but I want to do this. You're taking away something I love. And then in the end, I kind of, I fought my corner, but then I was like, well, I need to let you deal with the consequence then. Hmm. But I suppose part of the fear <laughs> is that it does affect me when you're low. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it affects you when I'm low. So this is why you try and stop me from doing things that will cause me health issues, problems yeah. or mood issues. You know, you'll be like, "Don't go and commit to all of that stuff." Like you're a right cow after you've done all that. (laughs) You know, like you know, I mean, you get so stressed, you drive down, your feel goods and
0: yeah, and I'm
1: a, a, I mean, you know, a bitch to be around. So it's a self protection for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but the thing is, is like, I mean, you could say this about absolutely anything, right? You know, like all all actions have outcomes, don't they? Yeah, you know, and and the outcomes could go one way or another type thing, but. You were absolutely right. and We've spoken about this before. Like when I did enter the marathon, when I did enter the boxing uh, match, I did enter those for the wrong reason. Both times
1: injured at the point of but both, going Yeah, well, at the event itself, you were injured and went in.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it was daft. It was crazy, yeah. it, you know. But in a way, like you learn from these things, and I know I will never do it again. You know, I'm not saying that I'll never enter a fight because there is a part of me that almost like feels like I still want to fulfil that properly. You know, and but I know, you know what? that I'll
1: go into the ring with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not 10 bells of shit out of me yeah. <laughs> you wanted a <laughs> with, fight with a, <laughs> with a, with a kettlebell <laughs> um, but you know I wouldn't enter in that in, I wouldn't enter the, the ring with a broken hand a broken hand <laughs> and, and, and bruised ribs yeah. like you know I know I wouldn't do that it was daft you know and, and same with the marathon you know I, 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 I suppose that's
1: why I question though like how healthy a role do these events have Yeah, yeah. because but, if but you went is, in injured
0: but this is what I'm saying yeah. like I feel that Back then, the marathon training, the boxing training, it wasn't necessarily the event itself. It was almost like the the training for the events were almost just a distraction for me. You know, it was an opportunity for me to, you know, because boxing training used to take three hours out of my day, you know, multiple days a week. But in a way, like, yes, I enjoyed it because I love to train most of the time. But to me, it was just that takes that's three hours away from dealing with the other shit that I just don't don't want to deal with at the moment because I just wasn't in a good place so it was almost like this is brilliant
1: because
0: the more I go boxing training the less I have to do this and the same with the marathon training like you know it's interesting as well when you
1: just said about the duration because one thing I'd always see in the clinics is when we'd get people coming in who were into triathlons there was often like an event in their life that triggered them to get into that type of training and it could be like a bereavement or a really annoying boss at work, and I mean like being bullied at work as well, yeah, and so this would justify being out for like three four hours of mm. the weekend, yeah, yeah. E- even though you were like, but with all your work, why have you taken on something so in- like, time intensive but they actually wanted that time out with endorphins and nothing yeah. else you know? oh, for
0: sure, like I mean, you see a lot of um recovery and addicts don 't you
1: go into going into insulin.
0: like triathlons yeah, and yeah. marathons and things like that because you know i'm sure there's a big part of them that 's like, well. If I'm out on the bike for three hours, that's three hours less that I need to potentially think about not having a drink or yeah, yeah. or do, do you see what i mean so just like, a,
1: like you've said it, being alone with your thoughts that are not good yeah thoughts, or, you
0: know? or with other people yeah, you know because yeah. a lot of cyclists you know they go out together don't they and it's a bit of
1: yeah so it's
0: a bit of like time you know with their pals and catching up and
1: <laughs> it's a bit of time not with certain people <laughs> yeah
0: no but it's true isn't it and but in a way it's like kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier you know like not relying on one person for your happiness being happy within yourself like it's important that you have your own time. Yeah. It's important that you have your own routine, and you know. And and again, hey, where's another tangent? <laughs> um, we we were talking about this the other day when when we lived in Stratford upon Avon temporarily. You joined the local rowing club, didn't you? Because you were like you'd always wanted to give it a go, and I joined the local rugby club. And really great bunch of lads. Really enjoyed going to training, but then as I mentioned earlier, like, we probably weren't in the best place, not as a couple as such, but more so, like, where we were at with the business, just the frame of mind that we were both in. And we were still in that kind of, like, work, work, work mode.
1: But also, I'd say, very much like I imagine it is when you first have kids, blame, blame, blame. Yeah. So, like, when things were going wrong, we would totally blame each other for it, yeah. you know, and kind of attack one another and, and not quite un- kind of understand... So we were very we didn't really understand our roles in the business either and what we were good at, what we were bad at. We didn't have an awareness. We were kind of finding our feet, I suppose. Yeah. So it it was a fractious time for us. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. And it was a very kinda like you know, like you your rowing was like first thing in the morning, wasn't it? Like bloody hell ridiculously early. No, it wasn't. To be well it was to be on like on a river in the middle of winter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I remember it being like freezing cold for you, wasn't it? Yeah. But then obviously I'd go to rugby training late at night in the evening and I'd get home I'd I'd get home quite late and it wasn't so much the training, but there there wasn't an, e- an element of guilt for me on a Saturday because I kind of felt like, oh, you know, the business isn't where we want to be, like we're both quite stressed at the moment. Like I'm I'm conscious that, you know, that we're not maybe having as much quality time together as we should. But equally, I had found something, I, you know, I mean, well, I knew I enjoyed rugby anyway because I played, played for years. But, you know, I'd found a, a club with a really good bunch of lads. And But once the game finished, I, I I felt like I couldn't go for a drink in the clubhouse afterwards like I ordinarily would because I felt guilty. Because yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like, well, hang on, this isn't fair because we're not in a great frame of mind. You know, like we're, we're both stressed and it's not really fair for me to take four hours out of a Saturday plus whilst you're at home kind of like maybe working or stressing or whatever. Yeah. And as a result, like I would basically keep making excuses as to why I couldn't go for a drink afterwards. And with the other day, when we spoke about this, I was like, I shouldn't have done that, you know? And yeah, on the one hand you could say, oh, it's because I was being considerate and yeah, yeah. because like, you know, I, I didn't want you, you know, being on your own and this, that and the other. And but in a way, like I should have almost gone like, no, this is what I want to do, and it makes me happy, and I want to go for a couple of drinks with the, the lads after the game, and that should be okay. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, I'm not saying that that you wouldn't have been okay with that. It was almost like I created this in my head, yeah, yeah. this level yeah, this of guilt, this this <laughs> guilt, and and.
1: But this is where we you, we kind of started off just saying I feel like I not I couldn't. If you're having a low few days. I can't always celebrate that I've just worked really hard and I'm doing really well. Yeah. And I come down, I make my tea and chill. Do you know what I mean? I almost was like, I can't because you're not feeling good. And I suppose, mm. you know, I think it's about at some point you've got to draw the boundaries back around yourself because also you're not going to be able to help the person. Yeah. And maybe just allow that person to have their kind of their darker moments, their low times, and then maneuver through it. And of course, you're there for them, but yeah. let them move through that. And also, keep your like you said keep your boundary in place keep looking after yourself otherwise everyone just ends up on that kind of low yeah. dragging each other down and that's the problem you do see a lot of again i'd say kind of across my client base i see a lot of kind of enabling one another to push things in the wrong direction and that could be like you know nutrition choices it could be like being sedentary or overtraining. it could be um you know even mood health i think as well so if <laughs> you have a partner who's very vulnerable to you know depression low mm. self-esteem it could it can gradually just rub off on you because For that's sure. the default dialogue in the house yeah you know so i think it and this is where like you've said it, it's important to kind of have your your maybe your, your friendships and things as well this is a tangent but funny i'm absolutely loving at the moment better things on iplayer and i keep because we aren't really seeing anybody so i tell you what happened yeah, to yeah. better things because it's like this happened to better things it's almost like i have a life but i don't i'm just watching one Um, but what's really amazing about it is it's three generations of women so it's kind of the grandmother, the mother and the kids and the kids are kind of ranging from young to teens and they're kind of hitting puberty and that's just nice and reflective for me I remember some things that you you kind of see them going through as a teenager then the mum's just going through menopause so again it's kind of like a change and then the grandmother is just starting to get dementia so it's kind of like we're going through in ways that we're seeing grandparents and parents kind of change personality wise and stuff like, you know, as well so, so I'm really enjoying it but that she had this moment where she gets together with her old friends and they have these girls nights in and they all just basically get loads of food in and, and get drunk and it's I haven't done that for so long because generally me and you were have a lot of mutual friends don't mm-hmm. we and, and I'm quite happy with that obviously but we had a little bit of a giggle about it because halfway through one of the person the person who's hosting this night in her husband comes home yeah <laughs> and one of the women gets kind of aggressive about that. and It's like, why is he here? Why is he interrupted? We've been planning this for ages. He should not be here. Like, this is annoying. And he comes in and he's like, ladies, yay. And then another one of the women is like, would you like some ice cream? Do you want to join in?" And and, uh, and then, you know, she gets her head bitten off and someone says, why are you doing that? Why He shouldn't be here, you know. And she's like, oh, I just want to make sure everyone's happy. <laughs> and it kind of made me chuckle because I was like, yeah, that would be me. Um, but... We had a laugh about it because I was like, Cri- crikey, if you came in in the middle of a girls' night, like <laughs> you could probably plong yourself in the middle and be more at home than me, if anything. Blend, <laughs> in right in.
0: <laughs> Especially <laughs> if there's ice cream.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you do get on with my best friends. like, unbe- like You have always have done unbelievably well, to the point where I sometimes enjoy just sitting, watching you with my friends, because you talk as much as they do if not more so <laughs> it's <laughs> nice of me to just be quiet and just i just observe this like you are my best friend honestly i just sit and and her husband's really quiet luckily as well and the two of us just listen to you and her going like blah blah blah. Bla, bla, bla. <laughs> but it's funny and you both love ice cream so it's really funny but i can't remember why i was talking about that but yeah no i was just thinking it, it, it's important to think about your kind of friendship groups and and that separation but you know, it can also all come together and be pretty cool yeah. as well. But for a long time, another programme that I've watched... No, but it didn't was it didn't you say,
0: just quickly, on that scene, didn't you say that the woman... Oh the,
1: oh, the sorry, the woman hosting the party, whose husband it was, bit back and said just because you don't have that relationship with your husband and you have now this kind of, her husband's a bit of a nightmare and you've got this kind of like negative perspective on men and you want this to be, she's like, this is my husband. He's amazing. If he wants to plonk here and hang with us, I'm totally down with that. You know, it was really nice because that's how I would feel about you. And, and, you know, it would make a night brilliant if you came home. Equally, if you weren't there, I'd still have a good time. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's like we said about that. No one completes you, they add to you. So that's kind of just reinforcing that point but a kind of another tangent was i was watching another program i've been hammering the kind of this is my lunch hour where i'm like hang on a minute like, escape
0: <laughs> i thought you'd been busy with work yeah,
1: yeah.
0: it's all coming out I've, now How I many? Uh, when you said you've been busy <laughs> i've
1: had this really positive yeah. influence
0: i've watched uh free Boxer. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah but i've had this really positive influence from a work colleague who's got he's through god knows how many seasons of below deck now because what he does is he works quite intensely for a few hours and then he goes on the sofa with his lunch, puts his feet up, puts Below Deck on, and he's he seems like he's got a better balance than me, so I thought I'd imitate that. Oh, I well, see so what he did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting through them. But another I've point, actually
0: watched all of Below Deck now. <laughs> <going>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gutted. How many seasons was there? A lot. Oh, really?
0: Loads. Was there? Yeah. Well, I think of the original Below Deck, there was eight seasons. Right. And then there was Below Deck Mediterranean, there was five seasons. So that's already thirteen, isn't it? <laughs> but in my defence, it's kind of like watch whilst you work telly. Yeah, I
1: know. I know. I've you know what I mean? Like, like it's yeah, not yeah.
0: like it's like, oh what did I miss there? Yeah, yeah. I've got to rewind a crucial do you it's what I mean background noise. Yeah, it is yeah. like you're
1: kinda of hanging with people. I have to have that some days, it's yeah. too quiet. You've been when you've been going to your nans I've been like, It's it's too quiet. I need radio on or I need Yeah. T V on in the background, like you said, then you it it's, it's something I don't have to follow. But I watched something called, I think it was 600 Bottles of Wine. It's about a girl who's gone through a breakup and then dating again. And she had a conversation with a friend. I nearly shared it on social media. I showed it to you. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. She had a conversation with her mate where they all hooked up together and her mate had just got a job in New York. And they were all like, oh, God, your life must be amazing. New York must be amazing. And she's kind of just nodding. And then everyone goes home and it's just the two of the girls together. And she's like, come on then, tell me properly about New York. And she's like, honestly, it's shit and and then she's like it's it's so i'm so lonely i'm so you know i got there and cried for a week and and making friends when you're older when you're an adult making friends is really hard because everyone is a and then she uses the c word and it, it made me laugh and i showed it you and you laughed as well because one thing we've said is as adults and because we've moved around a little bit not mm. some people move a lot with their jobs but we've moved quite a bit and we've also said how hard it's been to make friends yeah. and integrate and then find friends that we both agree on.
0: Yeah, yeah, So
1: we've met some people where I've been like, oh, this person's amazing, meet them. And then you've been like, yeah, a bit <laughs> annoying. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. just not your cup of tea. And that really influences my opinion Then <laughs> of them. I'm like, yeah. oh, because we normally would agree on, on yeah, those yeah. people, won't we? But we both said how it's 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 been a struggle and it's taken as we've now been in this house for four years And we've only just started to make friends because we're not on a school run. No, no,
0: it's not. We're not in a lot of communities where you would
1: naturally make friends. And we work from home, we're not in an office. And we both realise we've kind of got, like, you know, we struggle with social isolation. But then weirdly, we have friends in London, we have friends nearby, and we've got friends up north. But again, we wouldn't make time for them because of the kind of business and the pressure and the guilt around socialising. But you realise, you know, just how unhealthy that is. And, and eventually people stop inviting you because they're like, well, you never come. So yeah. you've kind of fallen out of the the crowd as well a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it, it's, you know, I'm hoping at the, you know, lockdown kind of ending, we, we've got some local friends now and it's going to be really nice to, well, it will be nice to really connect with of them. Of course it will, yeah. But it's, when you talk to friends as well, that that is often a barrier with social lives where you, you, you and your partner don't agree. There's not many where it's equal and you exactly get on with, the people, yeah, yeah, because it's normally you're friends with the husband or the wife or the you know, and and or the one person, and you you don't always get on with the partner. If it's the yeah, I mean, seeing. it's it's
0: amazing when you do like yeah, you meet, you know, or like, if it's yeah. a friend
1: I met through nutrition, you'll be like, you're just gonna talk about like spirulina for hours, I'll just leave you to it. Like and some 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 my friends I am like that with and some yeah. some of you actually are like no no they're they're pretty sound like Yeah yeah so and
0: but, but I do think like when you do find like a couple, you know like you both get on well with both of them. Yeah, yeah. and vice versa. It's really like, nice. that's amazing isn't it but
1: even a single individual we've got friends where you could calling me up with them and I could call me up with them yeah yeah for and that's sure that's nice as well isn't yeah, it
0: yeah yeah 100% yeah 100% like it's but but like you say it is it is hard when you're older and you don't have that that kind of common ground of, of children which is like you say it's often the you know in the same way that, it's weird to go well, to someone and go can we, can we go for a coffee look, look, a bit random but you just fancy you know you're like a friendly person <laughs> yeah um, and then you're
1: committed you might regret it like half a few of the coffee when they're going Brexit be down. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. oh my
0: god, we're on different levels. But but often like you know, years normally you do meet friends at you know, like like I said earlier, like you know, when I was going rugby going or, rugby, or, yeah, it's yeah. like naturally, you know, you're you're interested in the same things yeah, you've like you got, like, you've got like, friends like, at CrossFit. Quite, exactly, you know, and, and That
1: that'd be that'd be a fun meet.
0: <laughs> you'd you'd like you'd like my CrossFit pants I would
1: like them all, as long as you just didn't talk about the Wads.
0: No no, it maybe a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just just a little. But it's the same with Hamish. The only reason we get chatting to as many people as we do day to day is because of the dogs. Yeah. You know, like if... I mean, I've had it, honestly, when I'm walking... If I'm walking across the common to go to town and I'm not with Hamish, because like I still say hello to people, a lot of the time you don't get the same response. Without as, a dog. Uh, without a dog. Yeah, yeah. If you have a dog, you know, it's standard. You say yeah. hello to this fellow dog owner. But, you know, if...
1: You might have a reputation, though, like locally where people like avoid him. He's always yeah. up for a chat. He won't we'll get away. He doesn't
0: stop. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him, to be he fair. stand
1: out like a sore thumb.
0: But I've said it before. So he looks a, handsome, it's,
1: but it's once he a, opens that garb, <laughs> you'll regret it. <laughs> it's, it's a
0: tactic for me, I told you. <laughs> what? It's, just, well, it's a deterrent. From what? Well, so if I get him that one time and don't let him get away for a while. They never. And ignore all the um, not so subtle hints that they need to go and Keep talking, yeah. Next time they'll avoid me.
1: Oh, I see, right?
0: See what I mean? Yeah, okay. so I make the investment early on, and then going forward, they'll see me from the distance and go <laughs> and divert, so then I can get to where I need to be a lot quicker. See, there's this strategy here, you, you should try it.
1: There's a lot of politics to walking the dog, in it though. There? There's like yeah. you meet people, and we, we've both made friends who walk in the dog, but there's somewhere. Like I said, I'm not very good at stopping conversations, and I'll be in a rush. Yeah. So sometimes I'll spot a dog, where I'll be like, "Oh, Ek, I know who's coming around the corner after mm. that dog," and I'll be like, "Quick in the bushes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I'm I'm quite good at stopping a conversation. You are. You're really good. I'm not. But but sometimes I'm genuinely like enjoying the chat.
1: Yeah. I oh, know. I don't I have moments <laughs> like that. <laughs> what are you laughing at?
0: No, it's just funny. It's just funny because like when you just said there, or someone's coming around the corner. Like, oh, I knew, I know, I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I like a chat, but. Some
1: people really like
0: Yeah, so some people really like a chat. <laughs> but often it's not about not wanting to chat, it's just the wrong time because yeah. you might be, you, you need to get to somewhere.
1: Yeah. yeah you know
0: yeah. what I mean? And, and and actually,
1: this is interesting because we often joke about this now that we live in a town again. that you know someone has seen you and they look down, you know, and you blatantly know someone's seen you. But yeah. we do the same thing when we have to be somewhere. And because I'm just so bad at kind of going, you know, again, it's like that kind of your own needs thing going, oh, great to see you, but I've, I've got a dash. And, yeah, you know, yeah. That's the confident thing to do, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. right thing to do. Whereas I'll go, I'll pretend I haven't seen them. But then I get it done to me where I'm like, they blatantly saw me, but they pretended they haven't seen me. And you try to get a little bit offended, but there's a good chance they're just yeah, in a rush.
0: you just like, sure. you know, I understand. I've been there.
1: Yeah,
0: I know what you're feeling. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'm I'm glad we didn't say what we were we going to talk about because no. we didn't talk about it at all no. in any shape or form. But I do feel that this is relevant information and because I think we could all do with, with having a little bit of a think sometimes about, you know, are, are we are we truly happy in what we do on a day-to-day basis? Are we, do we feel a sense of purpose? And as we've mentioned before, it's okay not to be happy all the time, yeah, yeah, but you should certainly strive to be happy a good chunk of the time. Yeah. And I think having a purpose is a big, big part of that. And a, a big part of me creating the Strong Humans Club, which, you know, again, at face value, just seems like uh, some absolutely top dollar, ethically made clothing. <laughs> but to me, it is so much more than that. And it is in a way everything that we're talking about now. And it's about having that sense of purpose. It's about putting yourself first a little bit more often. And it's about understanding that wanting to be happy and putting things into place to be happy or happier is not selfish. No. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's you looking out for you. And the reality is if you're happier, you're going to be a better person around other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to have that knock on effect if you're not happy or if you're, if you do feel like you're lacking purpose or,
1: I'll never forget, I think I've mentioned this definitely on a podcast before, but you can definitely hear it again. When I was teaching, one of the students who'd just kind of been through really intensive treatment for breast cancer said the one thing that kind of stood out for her. She she did a lot of, you know, chemotherapy, she did a lot of alternative medicine, but she was like, all my life, I've just delivered for other people. I've Mm. just been in big boardrooms and, you know, just the narcissist telling you know i wanted to please them i wanted to you know kind of show them what i could do same thing with parents same thing with friendships competing and i suppose and it was actually at the the detriment of her own needs and i saw her say to another person in in the class once who was kind of falling into a similar pattern as a new mum she was like for goodness sake like learn from me and do not be a sacrificial lamb and I remember just hearing it, thinking, "Gosh, that's a horrible term." I don't know why it just goes through me. Because it, but you do see a lot of that. But what you also see is people sacrificing their own needs and resenting it, and so then becoming very angry about it and yeah. very, you know, like a you know, being a bitch essentially. And so I think it's kind of helpful to check in. You might be delivering everything left, right, and center, but then you're just in such a ratty mood all the time. Yeah, and then you question and i definitely see this you see this when we're kind of running down our our resources uh, and we've got no patience with hamish we've got no patience with each other you know like our parents irritate us and then we're like "God, what evil people we are do you know what i mean all these yeah. lovely, lovely people around us we should be grateful <laughs> for and appreciating and we're snapping at them and we're irritated by them why is that well it's because we're just low on energy yeah. you know we're we're, we're kind of testing our bodies so much and this is what i said it just drives down your feel good brain chemicals and so all that's left is like you know that that fear-based response or that kind of aggressive or protective and i think one final thing i'll just talk about was when i was looking at kind of some of the research on on brain health and self-esteem just to for the hormone retreat i came across a definition different definitions of of self-esteem and it was so interesting because different psychologists have put a different take on it but many of them are saying the same thing Because self-esteem is kind of very tied up with self-care, I think, because people with low self-esteem don't prioritize self-care because they don't feel that they're they're worth it and they don't value themselves enough to do it. Right. And so it gets in this vicious cycle of no self-care, low self-esteem, lower self-esteem. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because they're constantly trying to please and, and, and sort others out. But one of the definitions of self-esteem was that you could look at three kind of stages of it really one was shattered which is when it's really low and this is when you just you know you completely dislike yourself and and everything i just said you believe you've got no point there's no point to you you don't know why you're here what you do you can't even describe things about yourself and, and kind of say what your favorite stuff is so you you really have kind of lost sight of your identity in that yeah Um, And you are full of criticism and very lacking in confidence. So you're not kind of going out there and and taking risks and doing things. Next up was like a vulnerable self-esteem, which is a bit more where you would present as someone who's got self-esteem because you're doing stuff that people might say, you know, you could be, for example, running a business, doing a presentation, turning up at the gym so that you've got an element of kind of self-importance or, you know, you're valuing things about yourself, but it's vulnerable because it's completely based on clauses so if you screw up at any point you're going to be in trouble so your self-esteem will plummet you don't have the confidence or the resilience to get through it people can affect you quite easily just with negative comments and questioning you because you still have that I suppose bias towards wanting to impress and please and get again status from that so you want to be liked and I thought this was really interesting kind of just thinking about you and I in, in this situation and that and you never apologize so you're very defensive I thought that was really interesting so you're more likely to like argue because you don't want to be seen to be making a mistake because you don't have the confidence yeah, yeah. to accept that you can make mistakes and then the final one was strong self-esteem so top level and it was where you are a bit of a you know you're very self-confident you're a go getter and you're a kind of hard worker because you're not scared of the failing, You're not scared of the consequences. You're not scared of criticism. You're very accepting of the fact that you're not supposed to get it all right. So you don't think you're... When you say self-confident, you don't don't think you've got it all right and you're perfect. Almost like the opposite. Mm. You don't care that you're not perfect. You actually accept yourself. And that word came up quite a few times in the different things I was reading. And all the ways that it was described was like contingent and non-contingent self-esteem. So Mm. when it's non-contingent, you just... You, you accept yourself period that's it yeah yeah and I thought what was interesting was sorry Hamish is having a dream here so people can probably hear him
0: he dreams a lot doesn't he
1: I don't know how to wake him up he's growling
0: he's alright leave him being he might
1: be being attacked
0: in his dream, let him, yeah. let, him, let him go through wait, this wait, wait
1: till the wolf comes
0: he needs to experience it
1: <laughs> 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 he's jogging and <in> also
0: proper it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, quite cute isn't it anyway Carol um
1: and the final and the reason I was saying this was when I we we first met you without doubt had strong self esteem yeah because you used to tell me everything that you were going to do and and I I was kind of
0: this time next year yeah
1: <laughs> and be a I millionaire and I I was like how you know I, I kind of laughed at, at your vision and I was like you know god why does he not doubt that like i actually and i believed it and i still believe it and i believe it will happen so i've, I've always told you that i do believe it will happen it's the only reason i'm here
0: um no i'm
1: joking but it's like things hadn't happened to you at that point in time i think yeah, yeah. that made you think otherwise and then what we discussed was i said i i would then put you into i would say vulnerable self-esteem now but mm. you've you've come close to shattered self-esteem oh, 100%. and I think no,
0: I, no, I think I've been there yeah I, I'd I, say I've definitely been there on, on a few occasions like and have I have I completely cut you off there
1: no no I was just gonna say and I think and I, I was like I've been shattered and came up to
0: yeah. vulnerable
1: for sure and I think with age and just changing my job and, and various different things and I definitely think for me learning and qualifications are moving into strong but the biggest one without doubt is experience Mm, and like you just said kind of going through failure and then realising it doesn't define you it happened for a reason and things like that so I think but then I I just immediately thought of you and I I kind of talked to you about some of those points didn't I and said like it's interesting because I don't think many men will talk about it I think women will be and women are much more self-aware but the scales to this of course of
0: course there is yeah and I think like and, and, and I, I completely agree with you in the, you know, like, and this kind of goes back to, you know, many of the things that we have been talking about in the, I think we, we go through these different stages of our lives and we experience highs and lows and, and it's not just necessarily about, like you said, when you first met me, I was very optimistic. I almost thrived off the thought of like something being risky because it was almost like yeah but this is exciting you know it could go wrong but what if it goes right like you know whereas it was only over time and things kind of going a little bit wrong and and experiencing a bit of hardship and failure and things not going the way that I anticipated that I was actually like well hang on a minute like this isn't what I had in mind, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. like, and all I, of a I sudden, think I dismissed
1: some of it as well because you were younger than me, and I'd been through a hard time just before I met you, yeah, and been, you know, probably a shattered self esteem level that I dismissed it as naivety because I was like,
0: but but it was it was naivety because I had, but not
1: necessarily because what, everything could have fallen into place, it could have done. that belief could have become it could have a reality, yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> <it> did, did. <laughs> But it happened for a reason. Yeah, it is. And yeah, you you, you either win or you learn, you never fail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we talk about the fact that we know people who who did succeed immediately mm. and they have certain traits about them. And one of the reasons they succeeded is they come from, this is a bit rich dad, poor dad, but some of them come from extremely wealthy backgrounds. And even if they were failing, they just could have the financial backing to fix it yeah. you know and they've got this kind of level of I suppose it's confidence borderline arrogance and lack of empathy f- because they haven't been through yeah. that process so I think the process serves you really well and me because it does give us levels of empathy and understanding yeah. in what we do and identifying with other people's yeah. battles and struggles
0: oh 100% and, and and that's the thing as a result like because we've had those those lows and those those tougher times like I feel that on the uh, as as crap as it was i I don't regret it because i do feel now that i learned so much from it and that like you just said like we can empathize with people so much more now yeah because i I, you know i used to i used to you know i used to lack empathy you know like i've always been a considerate person but at the same time there were certain things i just feel like what are you playing at what do you mean you haven't got time to exercise?
1: Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's
0: ridiculous, but yeah. like, just do it, you know. Like, or even
1: the motivation to exercise, yeah. which you've now gone through yeah, yeah. And, and been like, not, not have, like, like you've always consistently exercised, but now you know what it's like yeah. to be at home and, and to not want to go to the gym. To not want to go to the gym yeah, or yeah.
0: to, to, you know, have your head in the bloody fridge every half hour. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, whereas back then it was very much like, well, I don't have a problem motivating myself to exercise. You know, I train, you know I don't understand why other people find it so difficult stop being lazy get on with it type thing you know and it's but you know now that's that's well for a long time that's not been my approach because I know that there's so much more going on with every individual that makes going to the gym that makes eating better so much harder you know and and making that time for yourself but also it's
1: it's allowed you to develop a solutions-based mindset that's
0: me you know (laughs) If solutions-based mindset was a person, (laughs) it'd be me.
1: Get it tattooed on your forehead. Uh, (laughs) Solutions going down here.
0: But, but it's true like I, and I just think like you know like for me now like the only reason that I'm not as optimistic as I once were is was, was <laughs> is because I've had I've had those knockbacks you know yeah. I've had those setbacks that have almost I suppose given me a bit of a reality check yeah, yeah. you know and gone no, actually no you know just because you want that to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen yeah, yeah. you know and even if you put the steps in for it to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen yeah, yeah, you know and, and this is why like you know sometimes you've got to Sometimes you've got to put in a ridiculous amount of effort and time and for something still not to work out how you want yeah, yeah. to grow from that, yeah. as frustrating as it is, as yeah, demoralizing yeah. as it is. And I think of a
1: lot of people where this this may have been their situation with weight loss. And what's interesting is you've had clients now for ten years, yeah, longer, that are still with you. Yeah. And still some of them are in you know very high risk categories with their weight. Yeah, and yet you know you kind of still, people are thinking why well, they're still playing Matt, but you know arguably what you're doing with them because you're still keeping them in an edge, like training them mm. and keeping them healthy and, to some degree, but you've also developed that kind of understanding of like this could be you know years and years and years, but you know yeah. never give up on kind of finding no, that. No,
0: and, and and you know in the same way that, that I've spoken about like ups and downs, like I've been through these big ups and downs, like you know with my clients as well in terms of their own ups and downs you know they've lost weight then they've gained a bit of weight and then they've lost weight they've yeah. gained a bit of weight and you know it, it, is that success versus failure no i think it's just like a it's just a journey and it's just a a reflection of just where they're at at that stage in their life you yeah. know w- whatever it may be you know whatever's kind of going on at the time that influences their decision making that influences their actions and i think like
1: but also I think one thing that, that's also, with go to go back to what we talked about at the very beginning of this podcast, what is was that? you really struggled with, you wanted to take care and look after me yeah. as part of this. So when you run a business together and it's kind of, there's equal amounts of responsibility, but it, but also I've never wanted to be necessarily taken care of. So no, it was a strange situation. kind of just
0: created it myself. Really. You created
1: something in your head that was like, and again, this comes back to, Perceptions in society where we think men have to look after women, yeah. you know. But at some point, you know, I might, I might decide to have an affair with the window cleaner. Just still want to look after me, you know. So that was a wasted effort. What? <laughs> Just to give an example, to see what I mean. <laughs> like you're, you're basing your, I suppose, kind of purpose and self-esteem a little bit on me, you know, and pleasing me. And I may decide, you know, to go and do, you know, to betray you in some way. Mm. So it's it's daft to place it on me. Of course, it's a lovely, you know, kind of. I suppose you know intention to have yeah but it's, it should be equal on both sides I yeah, want to yeah. look after you you want to look after me so we just have to es- essentially earn enough money to not have to worry about money that's yeah. always been my goal in life
0: no but it's true it's true and it's like almost like but also as well don't get me wrong I'm sure there's some people that would love for their partner to you know earn a decent chunk of money to where they don't have to work and that's fine But, you know, because I've always joked with you, haven't I, that, you know, like if we ever have kids, you know, I'd want to be the stay-at-home dad, (laughs) right? So (laughs) (laughs) like that would suit me just fine. Um, But what I'm saying is, is like, there's me kind of like being like, you know, I need to look after Keris. I need to make sure Keris is okay and she hasn't got any worries and that, you know, she's happy in that respect. Um, But then equally, you might be like, but actually, I enjoy working. You know, I enjoy earning a living. So why are you so intent on almost ignoring that? Not that that's the case, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it's, but, so it's not that I expect to, you know, be able to look after you in a way to where you can just like not work at all. Cause I, I do know that you enjoy that, but it's more so like just kind of just to take a bit of the burden off of, yeah. uh, I suppose a bit of the pressure to earn money or the pressure to yes, to yeah, work yeah, so yeah, much. And it's an, do, it's do you right, see what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: But one thing I'd also say is I think in the process of us both going through these kind of highs and lows and ups and downs and trying to find our feet running the businesses, we both lost our sense of, Identity a little bit, Mm. and we got easily led. Again, running a business, we would go on courses and speak to people. We got easily led down pathways that we end up doing things that we didn't really want to do, and projects that we didn't really want to do. And I think one thing that's great about lockdown is it gave us both the time and headspace to go. This wasn't what I wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? For my work, this wasn't how I wanted to necessarily earn a living. And Mm. and and we've both made some real key changes. And and. I'd say okay, to anyone listening, like, you know, use this time to be thinking about all those things. It's, it's fine to have a job that you don't like, by the way, but then use your time outside of that work to do things that you really love. Yeah. And I think we've managed to get this really nice balance now where everything we almost filtered through lockdown and took out everything that we didn't want to do anymore. Yeah. But made, you know, a real focus towards things that made our hearts sing. And actually yeah. it's working out really well. And they've been really successful projects for us. Yeah, but we no, didn't absolutely. trust our gut, and we didn't trust our instincts initially because a we were kind of a bit lost, yeah. you know, with with the kind of running a business and online, and and we and, and we lacked the self esteem to make decisions, and we were led by other people.
0: But but again, a lot of that was based on the experiences that we had ha- had. had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the for example, like the Strong Humans Club, it'd been an idea for an absolute age. And in my head I knew it was a great idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I would put so much effort into like all these ideas and these sketches and these plans. But the, the only reason I didn't execute it earlier was through fit. Because I'd 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 almost lost a little bit of, you know, that that real kind of optimistic attitude that I used to have of like, yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna go for this. Yeah, yeah. Because it was always like, I hang about. You know, I've had, I've done things in the past and it's it's not worked out. It's cost me a lot of money, and also is that question of have I got the foundation right now to deal with this not working?
1: Yeah, and that's the hard one. Isn't do you know it? what I mean? Yeah.
0: It's, it wasn't a case of like you know, you know, because there's no such thing as a sure thing. You know, so it's not like everything you're going to do is going to work out. It was more that oh, but am I? am I in a position where I could just actually, I could cope if this goes peaked on yeah. or it doesn't yeah, go yeah, the way that I wanted is it to? It's a question to ask. It is, it is. Don't put
1: yourself in that really But, but and,
0: and that was just based on previous experiences. Yeah. So,
1: what I know like now is I think we should flip this question because you often say like, you see all these quotes that say like, take risks, don't be scared to fail. And and you take the risk, but in your gut, you are still massively scared of failure. Hmm. And I think a next step for me will be to take on a project or do something where I genuinely am not scared of it failing, yeah. and I will promise to the universe to let it go yeah. and not go on and on and on about it to you until the point where you just want not like knock me out. <laughs> like I really want That's to harsh. get to that point, that relationship yeah. with failure, where because even now I'll go, no, I'm going to do it, and and then people go, you're so brave, look at you doing it, but I know if it had gone wrong, it would derail me like quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm lucky that a lot of the things where I've taken the plunge have gone okay, mm. you know, and so I've been all right, but. I think the next thing i want to do you know and it might even be something like i don't know sing do you know what i mean yeah go and do karaoke or something Like <laughs> get up on stage and sing <laughs> and be ready for someone to boo me off stage yeah. and not go on and on, on about do you know what i mean like yeah. really not be scared of failure i think that'd be a lovely place to get to but similar to you i mapped out this hormone retreat in 2013 mm. look how long it's taken me to do it
0: quite took
1: time i know mm. And I, and again, I, got, I did things that were told. I was told would be better or, or less, less, you know, kind of commitment from me, yeah. confidence from me. It was commitment. It was like you said. It was it's confidence and fear that that held me back. But actually, it's a topic that I could talk day and night about. Nothing phases me with mm. it, and I, and I've had no problem and, and loved every minute of putting the content together. And it's really.
0: But also, as well, like you know, you could argue that, you know, like you're you're just in such a better position now. To teach this kind of course, how you have
1: to. Yeah, the delay is a reason, definitely. Yeah, I know. would definitely say.
0: Yeah. So, and I think, like, you know, that's how we try and reframe things. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's just, a better
1: product now or it's, yeah. it's a better concept now than exactly. it would have been 10 years ago.
0: Exactly. And, and,
1: yeah. and you are probably a different person. So, we well, yeah, well,
0: well, yeah, Exactly. You know, like, and I think I'd like to think I'm, a, of, you know, I'd like to think I'm a better coach, a better partner, a better person overall than I was eight years ago because of the things that I've been through and the things that I've learned and experienced you know what I mean like you've it's, always
1: been an amazing partner I, I know
0: say, I from know. day one but you know there's always room for improvement <laughs> but, but again I just think like whenever things happen you know we might surprise ourselves how we deal with something be it in a good way in a bad way and kind of going back to what I said about my nan earlier like I know that my nan is a very selfless, happy, positive person, but just because of the hand she was dealt in losing her husband and then, you know, becoming less and less able bodied, you know, it it changed her persona a little bit. And in a way you're like, well, I kind of get it.
1: Yeah, because yeah. But also, that, just to that give, would
0: be awful. To
1: give her a little bit of defence here, when you get her talking about how they met and their date. Oh, that's amazing. It's, you see a different person that's amazing. And I think anyone who's out there, when you do visit elderly relatives, like, don't ask about now and here and... and Talk about that. Lockdown and Brexit. Don't like Happy don't times. even go there. <laughs> like It's just yeah. because it will trigger that kind of negative conversation often whereas if you ask about happy memories and I know just having had a, like a bit of a rough time in the last couple of years at my lowest points I would just close my eyes and just remember some amazing memories yeah, of and, and it would just immediately feel lovely and, and you know if I if I'd have had been surrounded by children and grandchildren to talk to them, they, yeah, it yeah. would have distracted me from the crap that was going course on it there would. and now so would. But I think that's a, an important thing to remember with, with
0: you know but I suppose like the, 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 point, the point I was just trying to make was is that like I'm less optimistic now than i used to be
1: yeah
0: not because i'm you're a more, negative person
1: you're more realistic i'm
0: just a bit more realistic yeah. because i've been through you know i've been through more yeah you know i've got more experience in uh, you know of this thing called life Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I, and I just think like that's i used to look at it as a, a negative oh i used to be so positive and optimistic yeah, yeah, yeah. and so fearless now i'm not that's really bad like what's changed but actually it's more a case of going no no but You've you're just balance. you're just more experienced yeah. now so your your decision making process is different yeah. how you deal with situations is different you know and and sometimes it's it's not good like you say if we're ever quite worked up and you know our patience is limited and we tend to be a bit more you know, shouty at Hamish or shouty at each other. and But like you say, it's just a reflection of where our heads are at that time. Yeah. We're not always like that.
1: I think it's nice. I like the term, like, mental rigidity and flexibility because I think what we talked about with your nan and you, you know, we've kind of talked about our parents getting more mentally rigid as they age. Yeah. And so, again, it's why we stay off topics of, like, politics and stuff and there's just no yeah, point best even going avoided. there. Do you know what I mean? But. I think you developed. It's funny when I first met you. You could argue you were you, your mental rigidity was geared towards positivity. Do you know what I mean? And that may have worn thin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I would have been like, well, I, oh can, God, I can, I can see it.
1: Fuck off! Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Shut up. <laughs> but it's true though so
0: I, I get a bit irritated by people now I'm like leave it out so now you've got
1: that flexibility of being a bit just, positive a bit negative like yeah. just the right amount and it's a spectrum and you're just moving along it yeah. with life and that, that's how we should be and remember negativity would have saved you as a hunter-gatherer like fearing, being ready for danger and anticipating danger would have saved you. <laughs> you couldn't have been the, the, the dopey, happy caveman walking around the corner yeah. going, life's good, man. Oh,
0: look at that lovely night. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to
0: stroke him. I'm going
1: to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just ripped my head off. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh. You would have gone at the age of 21.
0: I know, I will. Don't know I would have made it that far.
1: The buffest caveman, though. People would have drawn you on the wall of the cave. Oh, and well, the He was so fit. This is what he looked like. Oh, bless. <laughs> Every, yeah. Until a lion ripped his head off.
0: Yeah, until he, he till he lost his limbs. People didn't
1: know all about you. <laughs> <laughs> he kept, no, the, he, he kept the tribe so buoyant.
0: Yeah, until <laughs> until he tried to pat a lion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and,
0: then keep, every, and keep him as a pet. And
1: then everyone starved to death. And so.
0: <laughs> no, but it's true though, isn't it? Like you know, the, it I, I think I think like you do need to be positive to a degree because yeah. I do think there is the, you know we need to take this pressure off of ourselves to be happy all the time and i think like you know as as long as we are happy most of the time great stuff and and i just think like i think a big part of today's the the the, the problem of of today especially with like social media and stuff it's it's you know it's like people are are always showing the positives and are always showing the highlight reels and and it's almost like oh yeah this is how i should be you know i should be this happy all the time and but equally it's about balance isn't it you know because yeah keep it real but then equally like we've started to unfollow some people because you're like you're now just negative all the time
1: yeah, 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 and yeah.
0: and that's no good either yeah, yeah. because you know it's
1: everyone loves to know when someone is having a hard time and oh yeah do you know what i mean it's strange even our posts get more interaction if we say yeah having a hard time at the moment this is happening, yeah it? way more interaction Uh, Happy posts get good interaction as well. But it's just very interesting. But if I'm really honest, if I'm having a hard time sometime and I see someone say, I'm also in a difficult situation, I get a sense of relief because I'm like, I'm not alone. Do you know what I mean? Of course. But then I feel bad because I'm like, oh, I don't want people to suffer. I don't want them to struggle. But then it's just that kind of sense of, I suppose, commonality. And that you can can feel very isolated with your battles. So knowing somebody else's is helpful but I think we've just got to be careful not to be get into that pattern you know in social media yeah. and in our interactions to just be reinforcing how crap everything is and
0: well I've noticed a few people where they kind of do like a like an honest open post about you know them struggling or or whatever it may be and then they'll get such kind of like positive feedback for that it's almost like they go oh I need to do that more often just see what I mean yeah, and then yeah, yeah, but then it almost yeah. becomes like a little bit of a Like I say, it's like okay, we've you you now seem to be quite negative and a bit bitter all the time, yeah. And and that's (laughs) not necessarily what it's it's tough, isn't it? Because you know, like the idea you you'd you'd like to think of social media or or anything is that you're yourself,
1: yeah, Yeah, yeah. as much
0: as you can be. And and if that you do happen to just feel a bit low for quite a you know,
1: well, it's also it's funny because it gets that one-upmanship kind of starts going on with it a little bit. And I remember saying this to you, there was a trend a while ago of everyone telling their story, which I love stories as in someone's personal story. And, you know, kind of if they've overcome something, I find it really inspiring. But we went to a few events at a time, didn't we, where it got to be, you know... You and my dad went to a property one, didn't you? Where this person started talking about wanting to be a footballer and failing and it went on for about 40 minutes. And you can imagine my dad, you know, he's got like oh, no yeah. patience. He was like, when are we going to start talking about property? Like, yeah, I couldn't give a flip about you being a footballer. Like he, but, and I it. said, it's going to get to a point where we're going, when I was a fetus, this happened yeah. to me. Before I was even, when I was sperm, a this bit, happened bit, to my dad. Bit, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. In a past life, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but but what you do notice you notice that in both success and hardship people try to to one-up each other don't they like it's almost like oh you know these are my achievements these are my successes and they are like oh yeah well here here are mine yeah, yeah. but then it's almost like oh you know this you know like this happened to me oh yeah well this this and this happened to me yeah, yeah. almost like you know what ride do you have to be down when you know my situation is much much worse yeah, than yeah. yours you're and compa- it's like
1: you're comparing yeah and like it just shouldn't adversity. be like that you know it
0: shouldn't be like that we should all just be able to be these open books that are just honest authentic and, and not have to deal with people's bullshit essentially wouldn't that be nice yeah so on that note yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall say tarah ended up being a very chatty podcast it did i did enjoy it i did good good stuff. well there you go that's two of us hopefully you guys did as <laughs> yeah, well yeah yeah <laughs> This is nice when we agree on if, one. If
1: one did, yeah,
0: one person's yeah. is enjoying it. Um, nap. hope you enjoyed that guys. Um, as always, you know, any questions about anything at all, please do hit us up, Fitter food on social media or info at fitterfood.com. And,
1: and if also, you would, I was going to say leave a
0: review. Yeah, I was going to say, be so kind as to leave a review. That would be, that would be absolutely amazing. It helps and people to
1: find the podcast now. We
0: well, actually we said, we did say at the beginning, because we, we saw that we had a new review. Thank you very much. Um, And I've said with other podcasts, they sometimes, they do, they read like a review of the week. Yeah. So I think um, I'm going to read this review, if you don't mind. So this is from someone who goes by the name of heggles 84 Love it. Gave us five stars. Thank you very much. Uh, Not long started listening. So lots of podcasts to catch up on. But it really feels like listening to two familiar friends and I, uh, sorry, two familiar friends. And I find myself laughing out loud at the jokes. However, don't think this means that they don't go deep in terms of knowledge and information. It's all there, but on a nice, informal level. I love putting in my earphones and taking the dog out whilst listening to one of these podcasts. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, you, Heggles. So, yeah, keep them coming, y'all, because, yeah, we love them. But, of course, we are also open to constructive criticism as well we yeah. can we can take it can't we yep
1: yeah. well, we've got now we've got strong self-esteem
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but guys thank you very much for listening big love and we'll see you next time bye bye laters